Previously on Sammy Magic. The boy smiles as Sammy walks in and sits across from him. Greg gingers the name and magics the game. Each of you students will be welcomed into one of four separate houses. The rude boys, the soft squad, the big nerds. Or, of course, there's always the most courageous lot of them all. The most heroic group in all of Wizard Harvard, Lionheart. Whoever earns the most points at the end of the year gets celebrated as the official house of Wizard Harvard. Each of you have been welcome here today because we believe you to be the pinnacle of wizarding. Welcome, the Fedora of Decision. Hmm, I sense much darkness within you, Sammy Magic. I sense a dark impulse for chaos. It's only fitting that I place you with the rude boys. No, no, please, please, no, anything but that, anything but that. Sammy, where do you want to go? Lionheart. Over the next few weeks, Sammy begins his classes at Wizard Harvard, and he couldn't be more elated. He would go to transformation class with Professor Kitty Cat, herbology with Plant Lady, and of course, Charms, which was taught by good old Lil Professor Gubbins. Sammy enjoyed every element of his time at Wizard Harvard. With the exception of math, science, History, geography, you know, the stuff that gets taught in a normal school that should be taught there, but for some reason, some people think, oh, they're wizards. They don't need to know what math is anymore. It's ridiculous, and Wizard Harvard does not fall into that trap. Wizard Harvard makes sure the students get the education they need. The only thing that managed to upset Sammy was when he learned that his flying class wouldn't be just him and his fellow Lionhearts, but he would also be joined by the Rude Boys. The class started out relatively normal. Of course, the Rude Boys lined up on one side, the Lionhearts on the other, each one glaring at one another. Barry Snakeman made the point to actually stand directly across from Sammy, and when Professor Flygirl told all of the students to order their broomsticks to go up into their hands. Snakeman did it with flying colors. Sammy struggled, watching as the broom just kind of flit about on the ground, and at that point, Snakeman couldn't help but brag. Having trouble over there, Magic? Oh, it's okay, it's really not that difficult. Check this out. And at that point, he began to throw the broom on the ground, then call it back to his hand almost as if it were a yo-yo. Just like that. Come on, you can do it. Sammy continued to struggle, and the broomstick did nothing but crash about on the ground, barely ever making it up. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess with the last name Magic, I expected a little bit more out of you. But it's okay. We don't all have to be the best. Sammy angrily looked down at his broomstick as it frantically shot back up into his hand. Barry's eyes went wide as he dropped his broomstick to the ground, where it began to levitate, slowly moving back and forth. Hold on, uh, Professor Flygirl, come here! And with that, Professor Flygirl walked over to Barry Snakeman, who had tied some invisible thread around the end of his broom, and was using that to pull the broom up and down. 
Well, you're not the first and you won't be the last, Fly Girl said with a smile before pulling out a pair of scissors and cutting the invisible string. Well, Snakeman, how about now? Hmm. And with that, Barry Snakeman continued to stare down at this broomstick that, much like Sammy's, merely shook across the ground back and forth. Over the course of the next hour, each of the students managed to finally get that broomstick to fly into their palm. Even Barry Snakeman himself actually managed to call it up. There was one student, however, who was, let's say, a bit overzealous. Sad Tommy finally managed to get that broomstick to fly up into his hand. And it continued to fly up, and up, and up into the air, carrying him with it. The entire weight of sad Tommy being held by this one single broomstick flying through the air. Eventually, he manages to crawl on top of it, but things were too late. The broomstick crashed into the ground, and it led to him having a broken arm, and his toad once again escaping, because for sad Tommy... There is no escape from sorrow. There will be no escape. Sad Tommy was born Sad Tommy, and he will die Sad Tommy. I'm sorry, kids. Um, I'm going to take Sad Tommy to the infirmary. While I do that, you just chillax, I guess, would be your cool TikTok-y way of saying it, right? Just chillax here for a few, and no matter what you do, no flying. And with that, Professor Fly Girl and Sad Tommy went off to the infirmary where where luckily Sad Tommy's arm was quickly repaired, but he wouldn't forget the pain. But while they were gone, much more pain was to come as Barry Snakeman looked over to see all of Sad Tommy's books, his bag, his broom, everything left in a pile. And of course, ever the prankster, Barry Snakeman had an idea. He hopped atop his broomstick and picked up Sad Tommy's book bag before flying into the air, rushing around back and forth, heading towards the clock tower, where he intended to put that book bag where no one would be able to reach it. And now our hero Sammy was left with a dilemma. One of his closest friends was about to be mocked. His items were about to be taken away from him, but Fly Girl did say... No flying. But luckily for Sammy, sometimes that dark voice in his head leads him to make good decisions. Go after him, boy. Take him out. And with that, Sammy climbed upon his broomstick and immediately gave chase to Barry Snakeman, who looks behind him and sees Sammy approaching quickly. None of the other students had ever seen someone take to a broomstick quite like Sammy, and Snakeman was afraid. Whoa, 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 hold on, no, I was just doing a goof. This was just a fun, fun goof I was doing. No, no! Barry quickly tried to rush back to the ground, and both students began to follow one another in an epic race around the courtyard. (sighs) Come on, Sammy, calm down! Barry turns around and flings the book bag at Sammy, causing him to spiral out of control, flying around wildly as Snakeman arrives back on the ground safe and sound. Sammy eventually manages to pull the book bag away from his eyes and sees the clock tower quickly approaching. But at the very last minute, right before the tip of his broom made collision with the watchtower, that broomstick flew upwards and Sammy flew higher than he had ever gone in his entire life 
His figure cast a shadow against the sun before he slowly found his way back to the earth, setting Sad Tommy's book bag alongside the rest of his stuff. Come on, Magic, you don't think I'm allowed to have a little fun? It's not like we're ever going to get caught. And before he could finish that sentence, he feels a hand on his shoulder. A hand that quickly lets him know, he just messed up. He looks up to discover none other than Professor Kitty Cat. Well, I'm sorry, I I hate to interrupt you boys having fun, but I believe, if I remember correctly, I heard Professor Fly Girl told you no flying. I don't believe she said race about this courtyard like it's your own fantasy NASCAR track. Well, no, I'm sorry. Sammy had Sammy had took the book bag, and he was trying to hide it from Sad Tommy. Snakeman, you and I both know you're lying. So please, give me the broomstick. What? No, no, this is my broomstick. My daddy bought it for me. My daddy bought it. I don't care who purchased it for you, Snakeman. Give it here. Barry grunts, leaning down to pick up his broomstick and throwing it at Professor Kitty Cat while glaring at Sammy the entire time. I knew you'd get me in trouble. Ah, and as for you, Sammy Magic. That was quite an impressive display you put on, almost destroying our clock tower, almost destroying school property. You look very proud of yourself. Well... I am. I, I saved Tommy's stuff. Isn't, isn't that what we're supposed to do? What you were supposed to do is exactly as your professor demanded. To stay on the ground. So, I will be taking your broomstick as well. No, what? Don't give it to her, Sammy. Unlike Barry Snakeman... Sammy refused to give the broomstick over. He held it in his hands. The pride he felt flying through the air was too much for him to manage until Professor Kitty Cat deftly whipped it away from him and commanded, My office now! The students all ooh and ah, and the rude boys all laugh as Sammy Magic is led off to Professor Kitty Cat's office. Sammy was terrified. He just got to this school. He just found a home that could welcome him, and now he may be expelled. Professor Kitty Cat shuts the door behind her as she and Sammy take two steps in, when Sammy discovers another figure standing in the room, an imposing figure, short brown hair, muscular shoulders, wielding one of the most impressive broomsticks Sammy had ever seen. Sammy, sit down. I want you to meet somebody. And with that, she gestures over to this muscular individual, veins rippling out of his neck, as he extends a muscular hand to Sammy. How you doing? The name's Ollie Goodsport. That's nice to meet you, Ollie. Hey, call me Dr. Touchdown. Nice to meet you, Dr. Touchdown. Ollie is the captain of the Lionhearts Wizard football team, and he was looking... And he was watching you earlier today, Sammy. I don't think I've ever seen anybody handle a broomstick as impressively as you, my God. I mean, you were flying right towards that watchtower, then whaboom! Straight into the air. That is some impressive stuff, Sammy, and uh, let me tell you, we don't do this often, 
Majority of the time, you first years can barely even get up on a broom, let alone perform maneuvers like you were doing out in the courtyard. But I'm willing to make an exception. I want to invite you onto the Lionheart's wizard football team as our official seeker. Sammy, who had a vague understanding of football, stared at him momentarily. I'm sorry, um, a seeker? Is that like a linebacker or a quarterback? Oh, no, no, no. See, there's a difference between wizard football and then, of course, the normal American football. In wizard football, there's one very big change. While all the other rules remain the same, touchdown seven points, you can kick it through the old uprights for three points, there's also the issue of the bronze falcon. Sammy, at this point, is dumbfounded, staring directly at Dr. Touchdown. You see, the bronze falcon is a metallic bird that they release at the beginning of each game. The majority of us are going to be spending our time on the base field playing the game, but you, as our seeker, it's your goal to catch the bronze falcon, and if you can do that, we win the entire game. I'm sorry, what? If you catch that bad boy right in your big ol' hands, we win the game instantly. That seems a bit unfair, doesn't it? Like, what if the other team's, like, winning by 50 points and suddenly I catch this bronzed falcon? Yeah, then we win. That's why you're important. And your skills out there, handling that, handling that stick of yours, I mean, we need you on this team, Sammy. I... I'd be honored. Thank you. Thank you. Sammy reaches out and shakes the muscular hand of Dr. Touchdown, who has a surprisingly gentle grip despite the fact that he could crush concrete in those veiny, muscular fingers. One last thing, though. Don't tell anybody. You're going to be our secret weapon out there on the field, and if anybody catches wind of this, it's going to be big trouble for the Lionhearts. Not to mention, could get you a couple of stares from those first years. I've seen some jealousy tear some people apart, so between me and you, just keep this between us, okay? You've got it. Sammy smiled, staring up, proud to be welcomed on to the Lionhearts' official wizard football team and sammy swore he wouldn't tell a soul greg you'll never believe what happened sammy eagerly yells as he rushes towards greg ginger in the lunchroom greg nummying down on some food what is it i've been invited to be part of the official lion heart wizard football team And with that, Sammy offers a big grin, causing Greg to grimace. What's the matter? Are you not excited for me? Uh, No, I am, but I always wanted to be on the wizard football team. I mean, I I understand, man. I'm proud of you, but that was my spot, man. I'm sorry. Maybe you'll get in next year. Yeah, maybe. Greg looks down at his food, solemn, as Sammy harkens back to the words of Dr. Touchdown, who said that this jealousy could drive a wedge between them. I met Dr. Touchdown. What? 
You met Dr. Touchdown? Tell me everything about him. Are his fingers as muscly as I think they are? The green cloak of envy immediately vanishes off of the body of Greg Ginger, who just wants to know everything about everyone's favorite sports ballman, Dr. Touchdown, Ollie Goodsport. This conversation continues for multiple minutes until... Well, Magic, how you doing, baby? How's your bottom doing after all that paddling? What? Oh, well, I mean, I assume since you're still here, she had to give your bottom a real big old skadoodle with the paddle. That's not... I don't think schools are allowed to do that anymore. I don't think paddling's like a thing. Oh, come on, Magic, tell me all about it. Her picking up that big paddle and hitting you over the hinder with it over and over and over. It feels like... You're very obsessed with this, and it's making me extremely uncomfortable. Wait, so you're telling me she didn't do anything to you? Really? Really? Well then, Magic, I guess we can say that we're all square here. I see you've got your broomstick back, and I assume mine's, what, waiting in my room, or perhaps in my servants' quarters? No, you stole his bag. You're being punished for that. That's absolutely ludicrous. You flew even more than I did, and yet you get to keep this broomstick? You get to go visit her office and have candies and all sorts of treats, and yet I'm the one to be punished? You know what? Fine. And with that, he snaps his fingers, and from behind him, his two thugs, Snips and Snails, show up, each placing a hand on Sammy's broomstick. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Seems only fair, Sammy. If I'm not allowed to have one, neither are you. And as he says this, Snips takes the broom over his head and snaps it over his knee, dropping it at his feet. What? How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that making you upset? To not have a broomstick? So now you understand where I'm coming from. You see how I'm working here? It's the golden rule, Sammy. Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. If you take my broom, I take yours. Sammy suddenly stands up with a start and gets straight in the face of bad boy Barry Snakeman, each one staring each other nose to nose, Sammy's hands clenching in fists. Oh, what do you want to do, Magic? You want to hit me? You want to hit this beautiful moneymaker of mine? Go ahead. I'm sure you'll get sent to the office again, and I'm sure she'll be a lot less welcoming. And maybe you'll get those spankings you deserve. Okay, stop it with the spankings. And stay away from me and my friends. Sammy's voice changed almost in a growl. He could almost hear that dark voice speaking alongside him. Oh, looks like Kitty Cat got claws. Well, it seems like you've got a problem with me, I've got a problem with you, so... How about tonight? You bring that nice ivory wand of yours, and we have a wizard fight. As the word wizard fight leaves the lips of Barry Snakeman, a hush falls over the nearby tables. There's a dueling chamber on the third floor, and I'd be more than willing to meet you there tonight, ten o'clock, after curfew.
Suddenly, Harmony speaks up from behind them. No, this is not the way to solve things. Barry, you did something bad. Sammy, you were an idiot. And now it's all in the past. Hmm. Whatever. I accept. Sammy extends a sly smirk to Barry Snakeman as they both shake hands, agreeing to have a wizard fight that night in the level three fight room. Of course, Sammy did use one skill that he had picked up from Dr. Touchdown as he just crunched down on that boy's hand. Ow, you hurt my fingies! This is my dueling hand! Oh, God! Barry continues to whine about his fingies as snips and snails blow on his hand to try to make the pain go away as Sammy sits down while Harmony stares daggers into him. What did you do that for, you pig-headed idiot? Hey, be quiet. He has feelings, you know. Sammy comments as he slowly puts his hands over the ears of Pigwig. I can't let him disrespect me like that. I can't let him disrespect us like that. Look, Greg said it himself. The Lionhearts were a house of boring, white meat losers. Well, we can't be that anymore. We have to prove that we're better than them, that we're better than the Snakemans, that we're better than the Rude Boys, and I'm starting tonight. Fine. Harmony responds. I'm coming with you then. What? No, you you don't need to come with me. I'm coming with you, too. Every duelist needs a second. Sammy and them continue to share smiles, and then Harmony immediately pulls out a book about wizard fighting, attempting to train Sammy in all of the important spells that would aid him in his battle later that night. Unfortunately, all of the training, all of the books, they would be for naught. As that night, at ten o'clock... Sammy Magic, Harmony Smarts, and Greg Ginger arrive at the third floor fighting room. And Barry Snakeman was nowhere to be found. Snips, snails, they were nowhere to be found. The room was completely empty. I knew he was too much of a coward to show up. Sammy responds as he angrily climbs on the table, pretending to duel an invisible Barry Snakeman. I would have taken him down in an instant. We'll save that energy for later, Rocky. We need to get back to our rooms right now. Curfew was over an hour ago. Ugh, fine. Sammy responds as he climbs down off of the table, and the three begin to exit when they suddenly hear, Are those footsteps are here in my castle? Your children are supposed to be asleep. Don't make me send the cat after you. He spits venom and his claws are made of adamantium. You don't want to deal with him. The obnoxiously loud voice of groundskeeper William sounds throughout the hallway, forcing the children to hide behind the brickwork. Ah, I see you're trying to hide from old William. Well, let me put it this way. If Willie don't find you, the cat will. And believe me, that's a much worse fate. It eats your soul just by staring at you and can turn you into a pillar of salt. Do you think that's like real? Or is groundskeeper William very crazy? I'm gonna pray he's crazy. Greg responds as the voice of groundskeeper William fades out from behind them and then they rush through the halls when suddenly that flashlight appears on them. Ah! Got ya, you children! Snowball! Come here, it's dinner time! 
the children quickly grab each other by the arms and rush away as the groundskeeper cackles in the background. They're seeking for some sort of hiding, some sort of escape, and eventually they find themselves dodging behind a door. The door slams shut behind them, and they quickly try to bolster it shut when Harmony realizes something. So pardon me for sounding crazy, but is it just me, or do we find ourselves in a corridor on the third floor? You know, one of the two places that Grumblebum said we couldn't go to? Well, it looks more like a hallway to me. Greg attempts to help the situation, but Harmony merely smacks him over the head. A hallway is a corridor, you idiot. Well, I wonder why it's banned. It seems perfectly fine. Sammy comments as the trio walk forward into the corridor when suddenly they hear... A loud sniff. Multiples of them coming from directly in front of them, but all they could see was darkness. Sammy pulls up his wand and casts Lumos, and directly in front of his wand was the head of a massive, terrifying hound. To the left was the head of another massive, terrifying hound. On the right, you guessed it, another massive, terrifying hound. All attached to one body. All right, guys. I'm going to count to three. And when I do, we're all going to turn around and run back to our rooms real nice-like. Because I'll be honest, I'd much rather have my soul sucked out of my body by an evil cat than deal with whatever this thing is right here. One. Two. Three. The three heroes turn heel and immediately rush out of the room, flying past groundskeeper William, who seems more distracted by this massive, evil dog awaiting him inside of that corridor. Each of the heroes take their own paths to find themselves back in the safe bedrooms of Lionheart. What was that thing, man? Why would they have it here? Isn't this supposed to be the safest place in the world for wizards? Apparently not, Sammy responds. And did you notice he was standing on some sort of trap door? God, whatever that thing must be guarding must be dangerous. Yeah, sure. Sammy was vacant. Sammy was distracted. All of Greg's words came in one ear and immediately flew out of the other because, unfortunately, there was another person talking to Sammy that night. Boy, it's a real shame that Snakeman didn't show up, wasn't it? Me and you, oh, we could have took him down like that. I mean, your friends, they taught you a little bit, but boy, I could have taught you so much more. Sammy turns over in his bed, placing his pillow over his head, trying to cover his ears. But unfortunately, the voice was not coming from outside. It was inside his head, and it would not be silenced. The pain would not be silenced. Oh, come on, don't be like that. You know you really wanted to take it to old Snake when you really wanted to hurt him. Have I ever told you about the spell Cruciferness? Oh boy, it's a good one. Drives them mad. Leaves them in arduous pain for time in and time out until they go crazy. You know, you should ask Sad Tommy about it. <laughs> the voice continued its tirade throughout the entire night. Sammy couldn't sleep. Sammy could barely breathe. Sammy remembered lying in that gold pit, 
back at McDrake's bank and falling into darkness, and Sammy just prayed that he could fall into that dark again, that he could fall into that infinite nothingness, because anything, that dog in the corridor, that evil soul-taking cat, anything would have been better than that voice, that pain ruminating through his head. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the many adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.